0: Welcome to this Double Amazing Race 26 recap episode of the U R Team Number podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone, and Johnny me is the Canadian who certain people think could do with a personality levelling, Logan Saunders.
1: Good afternoon.
0: And the Australian who is going to be really annoying to us regardless of whether we're driving or not, Ben Powell. Howdy. Oh, since we're in Africa, should I say I should practice my curtsy? Oh, jambo jambo. Uh, you can tweet us using the hashtag yetoncast or email us at yetencast at gmail And
1: I like this video. That would be sweet.
2: Or that you're listening to this on some other format somehow, like it there, like it there as well. Like if we're if we're on if we're on iTunes or we're on SoundCloud or we're wafting through the wafting through the um the remains of a decrepit wasteland, post-apocalyptic wasteland after this is like a last remnant of Earth, like us there as well. Like I don't know, give out give the soundbox a good, a good kick.
0: So previously, seven teams raced in style to Monaco. Uh, some of the ladies pounded the pavement in the roadblock, whilst Tyler was a complete douchebag. Uh, at the detour, Matt and Ashley braved the rope, and it was a seven-way race to the pit stop, which Blair and Hayley won, and Jeff and, Jeff and Bracky lost their way to annoying everyone in the sequester house.
2: Technically, um, if there's seven people left in the race, it always a seven ra- seven-way 7 race to the pit stop. Yeah, but it was
0: an actual seven-way race to the pit stop this time, instead of, you know, us finding out who's checked in first when teams are still doing the roadblock
1: wonder if Jeff and Bracky have ever participated in a seven-way before this.
0: <laughs> oh, Logan, we're starting with those jokes already. <laughs> I thought we were going to go for the pounding the pavement ones, at least.
1: <laughs> I left that one alone.
0: I deliberately included it in the previously on, because I thought it'd be good enough bait for at least one of you. <laughs> you disappoint me, guys. Uh, so we finally get to actually see a date night this week, with Lauren Tyler's second one, and it's a nice meal and a couple's massage. Oh,
1: well, and we also get some more uh, Fitbit trivia do we? Uh, during the episode. Yes, we do. In the Western broadcast uh, here in Canada and the States. They broadcast we called... in
2: the Wild West? Wicked we
0: Wild West, Jim West, Desperado.
1: Annoying Will Smith aside, uh, they said Fitbit said that 65,000 calories were burned on the previous leg uh, in Monaco, which is the same as 625 calories. Uh, Chocolates from the chocolate shop there in Monte Carlo, which means that there's a lot of calories in each of those chocolates.
0: Calling it now, 90% of those are just Mike with the sweat on his back. (laughs) Given that we know and love Mike and Rochelle are listening to this podcast, (laughs) all those jokes are just going to keep coming, guys. I'm sorry. I love that screen grab a little bit too much.
1: What was with the techno music? That they played at the start of the episode when they were showing Monaco. That was, that was another unique uh, soundtrack to be uh, uploaded to the Mason Race repertoire over the years. did you know, Logan?
2: Monaco is known for three things. The Grand Prix, casinos, and Deep House. It's sort of an underground thing. You might probably, not have, probably haven't heard of it.
1: Is it the most ounces uh, per capita of any country in the world?
0: I think you'll find that Monaco is known for three things. Working hard, playing hard, and partying hard.
1: And on the date night, they really were conservative in terms of dispensing the wine to Tyler and Laura. Like, that was a big wine glass, and they only gave him about enough wine to fill about 10% of the, of the glass. I felt bad for them. I think they might have been expecting it to be Jeff
0: and Bracky who won that date night. So they didn't need much wine to get them started.
1: Indeed. But uh, I would love it if there was a date night where one of the teams just got absolutely hammered uh, right before the start of the next leg. I would love to see a team just have to go through two or three days in Namibia with a hangover and a hundred Fahrenheit degree plus uh, heat out there.
0: You mean basically fair play at uh, Survivor: Pearl Islands Tribal Council?
2: Yes. Have teams ever re- ever gotten like? Really hammered halfway through a leg before.
0: Well, I did notice that Blair, uh, that Haley Instagrammed a photo, one of the selfies that she'd taken on the plane to Namibia a couple of days ago, and it was of her and Blair drinking uh, plain wine. So they Hmm. do actually get some wine by the look of things. They still get the requisite meals and uh, free drinks and snacks, I'm assuming.
1: It's not like uh, Pat Sajak and Vanna White if they were on the mason race together, because they would go through alcohol very, very quickly.
0: Pat Sajak uh, has been incurring a little bit of wrath, apparently, for the sponsors with his uh, views on Twitter, which is always nice, I found out today. Really? Apparently, in the the leaked Sony emails, uh, apparently uh, Pat Sajak's uh, right-wing views have been turning people off their sponsors. There's an egg company involved, apparently.
2: The only thing I know about Wheel of Fortune in America is um, the low budget PS2 Wheel of Fortune game, which is actually hosted by Vanna White, and it, she's not. She's clearly not comfortable in there. She's like, um, she's the host as well as the as the um, quote letter turner person. That's I think he's even a right turn, but like uh, she's like super uncomfortable there. It's like, um, you did it, great. Oh, so- sorry, you lose a turn. Wow, there's four of them. Congratulations.
1: It's actually the same way with the Sega Genesis version of uh, Wheel of Fortune. It's an awful, awful game. But yeah, there's a, you hear uh, Vanna White's uh, voice on that as well, and Pat Sajak is nowhere to be seen.
0: It's probably not in his contract, I'm assuming. So, the six remaining teams learn they must now fly to Windhoek in Namibia. Upon landing, they must sign up for bush planes, which leave five minutes apart, to their next mystery destination. And it's Blair and Hayley who leave at 12.35am, Ali and Steve at 1241 Mike and Rochelle at
1: 1245 Windhoek, uh, Nambia, according to Mike and Rochelle. A combination of Zim- a combination of Namibia and Zambia. Nambia.
0: Everyone is on the same flights from Nice to Windhoek, and because... Uh, Blair and Haley procrastinate on the flights. They are the last ones to actually get a bush plane. Ali and Steve, Jaylani and Jenny, Matt and Ashley, Lauren Tyler, Mike and Michelle, and then Blair and Haley.
1: At least there's Hagen or Hagen. Yeah, at
0: least there's Hagen, as in Hagen I have no idea what Hagen is.
1: Fancy, fancy ice cream.
0: Uh, so yeah, the handsome bush pilot. Which for some reason we actually see both his name and profession as handsome bush pilot appear on the uh, screen.
1: It's his official occupation within Namibia. There, he is. He is the. That's his That's his title. Gets paid slightly more than the other bush pilots.
0: I did notice there was seven bush planes as well. A Rindy seven. Well, in case one broke down, I guess. You'd be a bit worried if halfway to
2: the next destination, it broke down, though, wouldn't you? Well, if, like, it broke down on the runway, I mean. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I'm just being facetious. <laughs> yes, if it
1: breaks down halfway mid-flight, they'll, they'll fly up the seventh airplane, and then they have to do, like in the movie cliffhanger where they transfer from one plane to the other using a cable.
0: A skydiving gnome move. Uh, And once teams land, they must now drive themselves in a 4x4 to the Bushman's Village. Picking up a salt lick on their way, they will find their next clue in the Bushman's Village.
1: Matt said that he wanted to see lions, so I was wondering where Lance from the Amazing Race 15 was.
0: And the cars is also where Laura and Tyler find their third date night card. Which is just getting ridiculous now, guys. And Jaylani was the only person shown actually knowing what a salt lick was. I don't even know what a salt lick is. Well, we learned from this episode it's a
2: brick of salt. Oh, yeah.
1: Who said the Amazing race couldn't be educational? Exactly, it's
2: edutainment. I actually, like, learned the term salt lick, but not actually what it was from the Walking Dead video game. Because, like, apparently, what I've learned is they have them in barns, and you don't lick them. No, it's for horses, Jaylani said, I think. Because they're very salty.
1: Horses like salt licks, eh? I found it amusing that uh, Haley got to have a selfie with Hogg and the, bush po- the handsome bush pilot.
0: She probably took the selfie and then got him to give her his number as well. I think
2: we're pretty sure at this point that her and Blair are not going to be a couple. They're probably just going to be very good friends. Not even ask people on the Facebook page. There's obviously a mean, mean, awful person, terrible at a job who, who hates men.
0: Oh, uh, we're going to get to Haley's hate again. Because we do every week and, you know, we are Haley's number one defenders.
1: You know what I love? is Jelani and Jenny's pink bandanas for this round. Oh my god, where do they get those pink bandanas?
0: I like that all the bandanas uh, sort of emerged this episode, because every team does get a colour-coded bandana set on their bags that's usually tied to their bags so that they know who's is who's. And, uh, yeah, we don't usually get to see them very much, but I think everyone was using their bandanas to keep the sun off them this time, including uh, Steve's wonderful neckerchief.
1: All we need is an ascot. Yeah.
0: So, when teams got to the Bushman's village, they found out it was a roadblock written on eggs. And it's Who's Feeling Grassy?
1: Mickey and Pete. Sarah from Big Brother Canada 3.
0: (laughs) You were just waiting for me to say that phrase, weren't you, Logan? (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, in this roadblock, one team member must assist Bushman in building a traditional hut. Once the hut is constructed, they will receive their next clue. That
1: was a weird time-lapse for the editing of of, uh, Phil uh, talking about the roadblock, where he's moving in real time, and then they show the the Bushmen building the hut in fast motion.
0: It was quite cool, though. It's something that they don't normally do.
1: Yeah, they were they are taking a lot of creative editing uh, liberties for the past few episodes this season. I think that's what they were spending their time doing during the three-week NCAA basketball break.
0: And Ali and Steve come up against a problem when they have been switching who does each roadblock. They decide to pick Ali on this one. Maybe not the best idea because it's Ali, Jaylani, Matt, Tyler, Rochelle, and Blair doing the roadblock. And I was really confused during this task, because everyone seems to be wearing long-sleeved. And, like, warm gear. It's Africa.
1: Didn't want to puncture their skin with the sharp sticks, I guess. Well, Rochelle got freaking tangled. Her hair got caught by the sticks uh, poking out of uh, one of the bushes there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they were all wearing them when they landed on the bush plane as well. I'm not exactly sure why they wore long-sleeved because, you know, I'd be wanting to wear as little clothing as is possible in
1: warm weather. I guess Phil said that it's actually cooler to wear clothes in a way because the sun's not piercing your skin, which is a bit yeah. odd reasoning.
2: Long sleeve stuff isn't necessarily like warming stuff, so you can wear you can have shirts that are long sleeve and pants. Pants that are long legged, and they're not necessarily going to like keep you warm in warm in cold weather, and they're not, and they're not going to like overheat you in hot weather either.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't wear anything long sleeved unless it was below about five degrees, anyway. But that's because I'm warm blooded.
1: I would love it if uh, Colin Farrell was on the Amazing Race in Namibia because he could wear short sleeve shirts under long sleeve shirts under short sleeve shirts.
2: Who the hell is Colin Farrell? Irish actor.
1: Oh yeah, that guy. I remember him from
2: uh, Daredevil. It was Bullseye. Oh, Ben, I would never make a 2003 Daredevil film reference whilst the
0: Netflix version is out.
2: I mainly only remember it because I saw the Rift Tracks version of Daredevil and <laughs> because, you know, because Irish was like, um, at the film climax when he got shot in the hands, it's like, ah, they shot me drinking hand enemy drinking hand. Well, that's Ben's amazing impressions. At least I was in the general vicinity of Ireland this time. Eh, uh, India. more
1: like that. I like that uh, Mike and Rochelle struggled with the... Uh... Not only a stick shift, but they even struggled with getting the key into the ignition. They uh, Luckily that Rochelle was able to put the key in, in the ignition without uh, R. Kelly's help.
0: Yeah, I mean, last week it was a self-drive leg and we didn't see them have any trouble with it. I don't understand why.
1: Ford Fiestas are tougher to drive.
0: Didn't they have heaps of trouble in, um, in Germany? They had heaps of trouble in Germany. We didn't see any problem whatsoever in France and Monaco and then... We had this again this week. And Haley distracts herself from shouting at Blair to uh, play with the children, which is sweet. Is that the possible uh, winner, scene? I suspect so, yes. Because as we said last season, they don't show random scenes without having a reason. Like they don't show Jim saying, No, it smells like shh, in relation to Amy and Maya and pumping them up. So that is my suspicion for our first proper winner scene. They were the focus of a lot of ire from other races in this episode, without actually being properly targeted. Made of Laura and Tyler, because you know, Laura and Tyler we will get onto with some of their snarkier quotes, shall we say. But yeah, I'm I'm putting my eggs in the Blair and Haley basket at the moment, I think, for winners edit.
2: I'm guessing the last three have different winner picks at this point. Yeah, I think we do. I've got Mike and Rochelle.
0: I did have Mike and Rochelle, but I think they'll make the final leg. I don't think they'll win now. I think Blair and Hayley have had more scenes that are typical winner scenes included. And Logan had Ellie and Steve last week, can I just point out? I
1: tried, but I'm switching to Tyler and Laura just because we're seeing a lot of the season from their perspective and they've now become the narrators.
0: The reason I don't think it's Tyler and Laura is because we've been seeing a bit too much snark, I suppose, from them. We don't tend to see winners bitching about other races unless it's Freddie and KK
1: Kendra. But a lot of the fans agree with everything Tyler and Laura is saying. They probably have the most, pretty much close to the most fans out of any team left at this point, while you still have a ton of people that dislike Haley and Blair. So I take it as usually whatever the casual audience is saying is typically the direction that the editors want to point them to.
0: Tyler and Laura would be a logical choice for the winners because we got to see or the we had the roadblock in the previously on section. The roadblock was portrayed from Tyler's perspective basically of him putting on the sunglasses again.
2: I think that's overthinking it just a bit because I think that scene was chosen just because it was um it was the most amusing part of it. Like I mean probably it was probably at least the second most amusing part of it. Like the be- the funniest part was you know, Jenny storming in. Here's your damn roses. Like Tyler randomly like putting on the sunglasses and doing a Ray Charles impression. Well, that was probably the second funniest bit. Funky Kong, thank you. Really? Well, that's what Logan went with last week.
0: I've only got to back up my Canadian bro. <laughs> I'll uh, wake up Michelle and she can back me up. Wake up Australia. Uh, so Laura and Tyler are the first to leave the roadblock. And Matt and Ashley in second. Jelly and Jenny in third. Ali and Stephen fourth. Blair and Haley in fifth. And Michael and Shell given that Rochelle got stuck in the tree in last.
1: It's impressive that Laura and Tyler even had to go back to get the salt lick because they went to the roadblock prematurely and still end up in first, and then Blair and Haley still uh, avoiding finishing the roadblock in last place as well.
2: Yeah, they had had a premature evacuation.
0: And teams must now head down the road to Ranger HQ and find the head ranger to exchange their salt lick for the next clue. And it's a detour. Which is track or pack, and they get to decide what they do. And in track, teams must use technology to direct a ranger and find a bull elephant in the wild. Once they locate the elephant, the ranger would give them their next clue. And in pack, teams must cut pieces from a wildebeest carcass to fill a bucket and then transport them and feed them to the wild dogs. Uh, once the bucket is empty, teams receive their next clue. Caution, no use in ahead and when they're approaching the detour, we finally have an Express Pass mentioned from J. and Jenny, after all this time.
1: First time since the second episode, if I recall correctly.
2: Yeah, I'm liking this direction that they're going with, like, barely mentioning the Express Pass at all, instead of making it the crux of every single season.
0: I think if they bring back the Express Pass, they do need to do what they did in 25 and make it an additional task. Make it an optional challenge for people to try and get the Express Pass. And then don't do what they do with fast forwards and put the board outside saying fast forward taken just let people complete the challenge even if the express pass is already gone and go oh by the
1: way yeah you know that was completely pointless well done you know what would be an even better idea not having the express pass at all
0: i can live with having one express pass if they ever do double express pass i will kill them because i hate it again and i'm fully prepared for canada to so let me down and do double express pass again But I'm hoping not. I mean, Canada is going to be starting filming very soon, and I'm hoping we're not going to see Double Express Pass again. Because, you know, heads will roll, Monty. I'm looking at you. I'm sure he's listening. I hope so, because I'm starting my campaign to be a greeter on any UK leg that they have fairly soon. You do that, then. (laughs) Just like I'll start the campaign for you or Michelle to be the Australian greeters. Because you know it's probably going to happen. Logan, I'm sorry, you're Canadian. It's not allowed.
2: Probably not, because it's never coming back again.
0: No, I mean, the uh, if the Canadian race ever visits Australia, which, you know, is likely, because they're probably not going to have too many Canadian legs this time, which is going to be awesome. It'll probably be all Commonwealth, which would make me deliriously happy.
1: I like how, in The Amazing Race 2, that there is a whole task surrounding Bushmen, and pretty much the very first task they have here in Namibia, 24 seasons later, is also all about Bushmen.
0: Well... Do you remember the detour from uh, Amazing Race Australia versus New Zealand?
1: It was the Pipe or Poo with
0: the Bushmen. Yep. Thankfully not in uh, the same place as this leg, because we would be just retreading ground, but still.
1: We were so close to having two international seasons collide in the same location simultaneously. I'm still waiting for that twist to happen. Final six teams on
0: the Canadian race and the final six teams on the Australian race then have to do a uh,
2: an intersection on the same leg. Yes. Can we just appreciate that at one point in the Amazing Race canon, there was a there was a, detour, there was a task that involved literally shooting the ship. And it didn't feature Mickey and Pete. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so we also have our first detour in a long while that has a restricted number of, um, of stations as well. pack only had three stations.
1: I guess they couldn't have six teams there because otherwise the ranger would have to go hunt a will the beast and kill another one right before the other three teams got there and that would have been very awkward
2: but then next le- next leg that they'd, they'd be down they'd be down one of those uh animals for the
1: pit stop poor davy the the camel
2: i suspect that the reason they did that
0: is because they had the rangers hired to help them find elephants and you know elephants is
2: a much cooler visual than hyenas i'm sorry it's my just being the like the patterns on their fur but like the hyenas look like uh undead zombie dogs they look thin and emaciated, and like, you know, I, you could totally see like walk, yourself walking through a dark corridor in a mansion in the middle of the forest, and suddenly one jumps through through the window and scares the hell out of you.
0: I mean, honestly, if you knew it was a non-elimination, like, wouldn't you be a little bit tempted to go find elephants? Because that's a much cooler thing to do than the cutting up meat and feeding it to hyenas.
1: Yeah, hyenas pretty much are like the Animal Kingdom version of Skinny Ryan from Survivor Pro Islands, with how uh, emaciated they uh, look.
0: I mean, it says, says it all that the most famous hyena was probably voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. No king, no king, la 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 I
1: already got the
2: royalties on the Lion King references episode. Back off.
0: Back off, young man. So, uh, Ashley starts dry heaving because of meat, which is such a lovely visual.
2: But her uncle and her grandpa were butchers.
0: So, uh, Laura and Tyler and Matt and Ashley are the first ones to leave the detour. And they choose Pack, of course. And then it's Jelani and Jenny, who also leave Pack. Mike and Michelle in Pack and Forth. Despite getting there in sixth, Ali and Steve leaving track in fifth, and then Blair and Haley in last leading track. And teams must now head over two hundred and fifteen kilometers to the pit stop for this leg of the race. Spitzkopper, had uh, The last teams checking here may be eliminated.
1: I loved how excited Tyler was to do the butcher task, where he just was just cutting like crazy, as if he was his inner dexter was coming out.
2: We glossed over the detour, but can we talk about how like since the very start of this legs, Ali and Steve have been like slowly unraveling, like not like personality wise unraveling, but like they've been putting up a strong strong string of finishes for the past six legs and then suddenly they everything 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 just goes wrong for them.
0: Well if you consider that in the space of two legs they dropped from first place overall in average ranking to third and they're not actually that far from fourth. They really just destroyed themselves.
1: I like how just with Allie just being so angry about doing the roadblock that when it comes time to do the detour, that she's just not grasping how to use the radio or signalling or whatever the devices that they use for track to the point that, that Charlotte from the Guam roadblock and Amazing Race All-Stars probably could have worked it better than Allie in that task.
0: Charlotte, don't press any buttons.
1: Okay, what do these buttons do? I love touch screens. Don't touch anything.
0: Okay, what does this do?
1: Imagine if, if Charlotte was in the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin. Like, that cave would just be imploding in on itself within two seconds, because she would instantly touch the first treasure she finds out of curiosity.
0: Seriously, how many Disney films are we referencing today? I'll work in something else by the end. <laughs> so, anything else to say about the detail?
1: Um, I liked how Rochelle was chipping her fingernails while cutting the meat there. So, apparently some of the hyenas are eating uh, Rochelle's fingernails. At least there's no bones, but... uh
0: to be fair, they did only say no bones. They didn't say it couldn't be Rochelle's fingernails. Just saying.
2: <laughs> Just more on more on um Ali and Steve. It's like they're the they're the team that's gotten the reputation probably for being the most boring this season so far. But like it's that's only because they haven't really got much screen time and because they haven't really been under stress. Like ever since last leg when they got when they actually were under stress, that stress being you know going going the completely wrong way in Monaco, and then this leg com- everything going completely wrong with Steve Ali doing the roadblock when. When she shouldn't have really done it, and then the track detour being the worst possible choice for them to do the detour because of because of how incompetent they were at managing everything, and it just like slowly gets worse and worse and worse and worse from here. It's just oh. choosing
1: the biggest salt lick possible, the hundred pound salt lick.
2: <laughs> well,
0: I mean, I know Steve got a little bit of hate for their fight or their argument over the flat tire, which we'll get to in a minute, but. Honestly, I don't think either of them were really at fault. Yeah, she, she did say, stay away from the side of the road. But they obviously just put that in a little bit to prove the point. But Steve has been getting quite a lot of ire from social media. I know, shocker, people on social media being horrible to it to racers. What?
2: How, how could that? This is completely new to me.
0: To be fair, I'm pretty sure people... Cat ladies on Twitter said that Haley was trying to steal the children or something in the roadblock because that's the sort, of, the sort of hate that she seems to be getting now.
1: Is that is that a charity steal the children?
0: Yes, yeah, so the charity that Haley's going to form when uh, when she wins the million
2: dollars for just twenty cents a day. You too can take this child from Africa away from their parents, <laughs> take them from such a horrible experience.
1: So you're saying that all of the that uh unlike what the Bushman did for Rochelle, that. The fans aren't going to be holding a sympathy cheer for Haley if she ever comes in last place on an on an upcoming leg.
0: No, I'm pretty sure they will not. So on the way to the pit stop, which as I mentioned is a very long way away, uh, Matt and Ashley get tricked by Laura and Tyler stopping to check their map, which is you know hilarious.
2: I don't think they got tricked. I think it's just like they they overreacted because like tricking implies that Laura and Tyler intended to do that and it wasn't just like a very fortunate, very fortunate result of, you know, them stopping to check the map. Because they completely freaked the hell out. That was, like, one of the biggest freakouts I've ever seen over something so minor. Like, it's even worse than, like, um J- uh, Jeff and Jackie doing the... Don't you ever tell me to shut up!
0: Also, I find it absolutely hilarious that they were obviously racing to try and win themselves a honeymoon. And they still haven't won themselves a honeymoon. <laughs>
2: You can buy a honeymoon with $10,000.
0: Yeah, but they wanted to win a specific trip from Travelocity so they didn't have to worry about the honeymoon. And then, you know, they still haven't got it. They've won one of only three prizes this season, I think it is. That hasn't been a trip. They can take the mascot home. That's something. And Ali and Steve get a flat tyre when Steve goes to the side of the road. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Too far to the left. He listened to Beyonce. He should have been... Listening to Allie instead of listening to Beyonce.
0: To the left, to the left. Everything you own in a box, to the left. What in the closet? That's my stuff. Yeah, if I bought it, please don't touch.
1: <laughs> Michael, the, pulling out a British knowledge of Beyonce Knowles lyrics. This is the best. This is the best pop culture reference of all time. Of all time on this podcast. Um, of
2: all time. Yeah, Beyonce is such a you know obscure. <laughs> Figure in pop culture. So I'm, I'm not sure anyone really knows about that these days. But what, I, what do I know? I've been drinking. I've been drinking.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does make a change for me to be tricking you with Destiny's Child lyrics, Logan, which has happened twice
2: in the past two weeks. But to be fair, um... who runs who runs the world? Girls. Who runs the world? Girls. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, my entire analysis of Legos is going to be like. Beyonce lyrics.
1: I found it hilarious during the detour too that uh, Haley checked in with Blair to see if he could actually work the radio and if he could drive the car during the duration of the task.
0: She was the definition of a backseat driver there, but you know, kind of entitled to being a backseat driver when Blair was responsible for them being in the back of the
1: pack for the leg. But also responsible for Mean Hagen. So that can- that cancels each other out. Sure, you you were responsible for getting your team in last, but hey. Hagen, Hagen does. Do you think that if, if they'd have got out of the airport first, would they have still
0: picked Hagen? Just so Blair could have a relaxing note here, Hayley, uh, have a go at him.
1: Possibly. Possibly. Uh,
0: so Laura and Tyler are the first to the Pit Stop location, after they overtake Matt and Ashley on their way there. And Laura feels like she's in the Lion King right now.
2: Do you know what the Pit Stop reminded me of? The um, third lake pit stop from season 5 As it, or, But if all the water in the world Had just dried up I'm sure in the mad scramble for Matt and Ashley to get there They probably stumbled over the, the skeletons of Cammy and Carly <laughs> That was the
0: one where they, they swam across instead of wading Wasn't it?
2: Yes And
0: also it was really anticlimactic With just Phil on top of a, a massive rock For them to have to climb up there Because there was no intrigue Of the, them like Ooh, Whose ca- camera is this coming round the corner? It was just, oh yeah, Matt and Ashley have managed to climb it. I
1: guess the reason why we didn't see teams scaling to the pit stop is because the camera operators are probably looking at it and thinking, hmm, I guess camera operators are on top, so uh, I'm not going to risk trying to climb with all of this equipment on. I'm going to take the long way around. I will
0: do anything for Tal, but I won't do that. Uh, So it was Matt and Ashley who came in first in the leg, and they climbed their way to $5,000. Each! Each! After we mentioned that there'd been no monetary prizes this, this season so far as well, last week. And it was Laura and Tyler in second, Blair and Haley in third, Jelani and Jenny in fourth, Michael and Michelle in fifth, and Ali and
1: Steve imploded their way to last place.
0: But it was a non-elimination. Shocker.
1: What? In a two-hour episode, the first leg was a non-elimination?
0: I know, I mean, it's almost like we completely predicted this, given that we had... Up until this point, we had at least two non-eliminations to go, and, you know, only six teams left.
1: I wonder what would have happened if a lion did eat Allie on the way to the pit stop, just as she was requesting one to eat her. I wonder if there was one, like, lurking in the bushes, they're ready to come out, and then she said, actually, I changed my mind, and then they cut back to the lion, he looks all disappointed that he can't eat uh, an Olympian.
0: Fun fact, the lion was actually the fifth animal that could have been taken to the eighth pit stop, but nobody mentioned it because, you know, it would have eaten them.
1: Or that scorpion that they kept repeatedly showing?
0: Yeah. Phil um, sort of did a paint me like one of your French girls on that pit stop and tweeted out the picture, but then said, I had to move very quickly because there was a scorpion coming.
1: I would like to point out something on the way to the pit stop there. This is the first of two jerk moves that production polls during this 2-hour episode. But the first major jerk move that I loved is that when teams are starting to drive to the pit stop, that they see the sign that says, oh, the Spitzkope that's uh, the Spitzkopf, or whatever it's called. It's, 200, it's 214 kilometers away. And just the look of dread on all the team's faces that they have to navigate themselves for an over two-hour drive to the pit stop, which we very rarely see in recent seasons of the race. Yeah, I mean, that sort of
2: average... Length between Canadian towns, isn't
1: it? In the prairies, that would be correct.
2: How do you have prairies in in ice, in the land of ice? That's Iceland. That's the land of fire and ice. That's the land of volcanoes and demons and stuff. Iceland. I know my Nordic mythology.
1: I, w- I wonder if that hyena is going to have its ear replaced after being bitten off by one of the other hyenas during the meat detour there. They it got, it got Mike Tyson, essentially. Apparently Mike Tyson was in hyena form, uh, during that episode,
0: so what you 're saying is that the Heine is going to go out and get a
2: face tattoo after this you're, you're taking you 're taking my name it's, it's unconscionable you ta- you're, you're trying to take my name? that i can't uh, i 'm trying to do a Mike tyson impression yeah that's what i'm getting at no <laughs> oh, right. I, I try to do the, the, the high pitched voice thing, but like i 've only seen i 've actually seen him speak i 've seen Paris and him speak, so it 's going very badly. <laughs> Oh, Ben, we we missed your terrible impressions from last week.
1: Did Jenny end up smearing the meat on her face as she said she would as well during that task?
0: No, I I mean, if she had, I would have got a screen grab of it, but no, she didn't.
2: How many vegetarians (laughs) are on reality TV this year? There's Jen, Rochelle, Jenny. We're spreading. Laura said that she didn't really eat meat as well. That's not a vegetarian, though. Logan, you sorely missed out on being on Tark 3. That's like calling yourself a a fitness freak by saying, I I go for a run every so often. I'm a bit of a fitness freak. Or like, or like playing iPhone games, like, oh, I'm such, I'm, I'm kind of a gamer. Actually, on that point, Logan, if you would have got on uh, Tarkin, there was a meat-eating fastball, would
0: you, would you have done it?
1: I probably would have forced myself to eat it. I would have been thinking about Weird Al's Eat It song, and would have ate it regardless. I wouldn't have had no tuna casserole.
0: Even if it was the Kazakhstan fat-from-a-sheep's-ass soup
1: one. You only live once, Michael, you only live once. YOLO! So, yeah. That was a neat pit stop location, though, with the Spitzcope being uh, 130 million years old. Imagine if Amazing Race started back then. We would be on, a, instead of the Amazing Race 26, we'd be on the Amazing Race 260 million. And
0: now the second leg. teams team's got to stay in tents overnight. Lucky them.
1: What a sunset. I'm so happy to see Ali and Steve weren't eliminated, and this is definitely a compelling scene to watch on TV. You know the most compelling bit of that scene for me? Meerkat. Timon? We got an actual Timon
0: sighting. Nathan Lane himself was in the building.
1: The amazing race, 26 and a half. And,
0: uh, once teams wake up, they must now head to D- Oswald and Danny's fast-forward location town, Surkotmund, so and by the German paper to find their next clue. Even better, the clue's written in German.
1: There was another Fitbit fact that they had to introduce to us between these two legs. 246,000 oh steps meant that it was enough for teams to climb the high speak of the Spitzacope 370 times. Now we can move on because that was a boring piece of crap thing to mention. Yes, it was. Logan, you know me and Michael don't actually see this, right? <laughs> I know. There's a reason it's, it's right. edited out for you guys. We suffer through it and it's condensed for you too.
0: And teams will be escorted from Spitzkopper
2: by a driver before they can drive themselves to Sw- Swakopmund. Good thing, they didn't, good thing they didn't, you know, go by train, because then that, wom- that woman on the train would have told them, if you go there, they will kill you.
0: Wrong country. And now the
2: first of our great
1: Laura quotes from this episode.
0: And they have a speed bump. Thank you, baby Jesus.
1: That's such a John Apatow-type quote. Laura was on really good form in leg eight.
2: Like, everyone talked about how boring Stephen Alley were, but I've kind of found, like, Laura and Tyler really boring. They're not, they're not really doing anything for me.
0: 90% of the time, they are really boring. But then... Just the odd time, you either get Tyler being an absolute douchebag, or you get Laura saying something ridiculously snarky. I mean, I said this last week, God forbid if Lauren and Hayley were eliminated, I would have to rely on Laura to give me my requisite snarkiness. And uh, once teams find the German clue, they have to now drive to the skydiving place and find their next clue. Caution, speed bump ahead. And u turn. And uh, this is possibly the biggest dick move we've seen the producers pull in a long time. Because so many teams were like, Yes, we get to go skydiving! This is going
2: to be a roadblock! This is going to be amazing! I get to... Skydive over Namibia, yeah, about that. Well, about season 23, where the person who did the roadblock didn't actually get to hop to glide? So They just had to go find the person who did glide.
0: Yeah, see, if this was season 20 or season 23, what they would have done is put their partner up in the plane, strapped a roaming gnome to them, and put them on top of the mountain. And uh, once Ali and Steve reach there, they get their speed bump, which is really not interesting. It's to make a toy out of drinks cans. Also, Ali asked a very important question... Why are there children? I think she was slightly dreading what the speed bump would be just because of the presence of children.
1: The kids look so depressed during this task. I have never seen a more depressed-looking group of kids since the Breakfast Club.
0: To be fair, they did have to spend most of the day sitting at a skydiving place waiting for two Olympians they'd never heard of to turn up. Wouldn't you be a little bit depressed, Logan?
1: That sounds like a boring way to spend my day.
0: Hey kids, I know it's your holidays. You've got a choice. Do you want to stay at home playing video games? Or do you want to sit at a skydiving place to troll uh, 12 Americans? And maybe meet two of them if you're lucky? Trolling with the uh, with the actual roadblock task. With, with the clue, who's always wanted a skybox? In this roadblock, one team member must find a yellow briefcase that is dropped from a plane a thousand feet and dumped over a mile away and then climb a hill to find a runway gnome at the top before returning to their partner and opening the briefcase to find their next clue. And not skydiving, which, you know, ha 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 ha. The gnome gets to skydive, though. Yeah, the gnome gets to skydive.
1: Inanimate product placement gets to skydive, but none of the actual teams. That is probably close to number one on the jerkiest type of moves that producers have ever pulled.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't actually think of a, uh, a
2: recent... Spend thousands
1: of dollars to send an inanimate object to skydive, while people that would genuinely enjoy this beer experience are stuck on the bottom in the middle of the oldest desert in the world.
2: Is this the most prominent episode the gnome has ever
0: gotten? The turkey one in Amazing Race 7 was pretty prominent, I would say. Or the Sweden one from, from Amazing Race 15. With the roaming no ring toss.
2: Yeah, but like the gnome was basically basically the third the thirteenth race of this episode, like probably got more more screen time than Phil did. Probably did actually. Yeah, it was the foreman in the in one in the work part of the detour. It was the, the ski instructor on top of the mountain in the play part of the detour. It was the target of rescue in the in the roadblock, and they also, and yeah you know, they made a fairly prominent part of the part of the episode. So it's
0: uh, Laura, Ashley, Haley, Mike, Jaylani, and Steve doing the roadblock. And, uh, yeah, there's not a lot to it, apart from the fact that Jaylani is very, very quick at the roadblock.
2: And Steve goes in the completely wrong direction. Yeah, this is a good episode for uh, producer graphics, I would say. I would never want to do this this roadblock, I'm just going to say.
0: Yeah, this this would be one of my worst nightmares for roadbox, I'm sorry. Anything involving a skydiving place I wouldn't want to do anyway, but definitely not running a mile in the Kalahari
2: Desert. I have just general nightmares about like being stuck in the desert with no you know, no prominent landmarks in sight looking for something that I'm pretty sure doesn't even exist.
0: I'm assuming that the partner back at base wasn't allowed to help them as well. Because Ali should have shouted to him if she was She
1: was pointing wonder if, if Steve eventually found a Nazi Cola machine because he was so lost during the roadblock. She didn't shout to him,
0: Steve, is over there, you knob. So I'm assuming she wasn't allowed to help. Also, was it a wise idea for Mike to do the running roadblock after last week in Monaco? We saw how sweaty his back got last week.
1: Probably not a wise thing for him to do considering that it would have been just two, day, two or three days earlier that he was running around all of Monaco. In fact, the, probably the distance to run to the gnome was the length of monaco
0: well yeah it was a square mile wasn't it so
1: almost certainly the gnome flew could have flown over all of monaco if it wanted to if it just showed up a few days earlier on the race
0: and in the biggest news this season so far mike can
1: meet rochelle's son judging by the way that the zebra kicked mike mike uh, i have a feeling it's going to be their only son
0: uh, so it's matt and ashley who are the first to leave the roadblock uh, with Laura and Tyler in second, Blair and Haley in third, Jalen and Jenny in fourth, and Michael and Michelle in fifth, and Ali and Steve in last place. And teams must now head to Snake Bend Pen to find their next clue. Caution, double U-turn ahead.
1: You mean we're not heading to Germany?
0: We are not heading to Germany, despite what uh, Tyler had to correct.
2: I just remembered the that hilarious moment when, like, um, that black guy who was helping Haley and Blair, like, he asked uh, Haley. The blue-eyed, blonde, white girl. Are you not German? Do you not speak German? <laughs> that was sneaky humour right there. <laughs> to be fair,
0: I'm a little bit disappointed that no one seemed to have any knowledge of German, because German is a pretty logical language for English speakers. Yeah, a lot of words in German, you can even without that much of a knowledge of German, you can pretty much guess what most words in German mean. You just You just sound angry and shout stuff, basically. Yeah, pretty much, and... You know, it's not the world's hardest language to pick up, at least with a basic knowledge.
2: It's sort of Anglo-based, like Dutch and Spanish and Italian and stuff. But that's not—it's like, not like Russian or Japanese.
0: No, I'd, I'd say French and German are probably the easiest European languages to learn. Hence why I have a reasonable knowledge of them both.
2: No, the easiest—the no, easiest non-English language to learn in the world is I, is Esperanto, and I think then it's like—I think then it's Spanish, and then there's a whole bunch of English-speaking. There's a, a, a whole bunch of like um. uh, European-based English-adjacent languages that include, like, German and Dutch and stuff.
0: Yeah, Dutch is definitely one of the easiest European languages to learn, especially if you know German, because it's basically just German
2: spelled differently. And then on the complete other side of the spectrum, you you have Japanese and Chinese and Mandarin and Cantonese and all that sort of stuff. And Russian, I think, is, like, a grade below that. So yay for me! But that just means it takes you like four years to master instead of five. So uh, Haley wants to take their gnome home as well. I'm not sure you'd be able to fit that in your hand luggage. Ah, uh-huh. you could probably remove
0: stuff. So uh, once teams reach Snake Bend Pen, they find out it's a detour, which is work or play. And work teams must attach five tires together and then to the back of their car and complete a ten-mile lap on a dirt road to smooth it over to receive their next clue. And in play, teams must complete a cross-country sand skiing course to receive their next clue the course also features a amazing grace Two switchback of sandboarding down the dune
1: i wish they did it as an official switchback i was so pissed that they weren't willing to refer officially reference it in the episode
2: can we like not just like not talk about the work one because that was really boring can we talk about the play one instead which was really really hilarious you know my favorite bit of the play one the
0: judge he photobombed uh, Matt and Ashley when they got their clue.
2: It was like a South Park skate sca- instructor.
0: If you french fry when you're supposed to pizza, you're gonna have a bad time. So, Matt and Ashley are snowboarders, apparently, because that's going to help you on cross-country sand skiing.
1: Yeah, they're friends with uh, Andy and Tommy of Amazing Race 19, if I'm not mistaken. They had to edit out scenes from, like, Thailand
2: of them talking uh, talking about how horrible all the Buddhism was. Uh, Logan, why did you have to mention Andy and
0: Tommy around Ben? <laughs> Blair and Haley are nicknamed the Bickersons by Tyler and Laura. And Laura thinks that they suck, which, you know, is a lovely attitude for a winner. And um, Blair finally gets a quite silly, hilarious quote in the detour, which is, we've definitely been on some roads that could do with some levelling. That's a metaphor for Hayley's personality. I get it. It's almost like he was roasting her. So it's uh, Matt and Ashley who leave play in first, and Laura and Tyler leave work in second, and teams must now head to the W-turn board, which is down the road from the detour decision point, and Jay Lowney and Jenny use their express pass on play, so they head to the W-turn in third.
1: I found their flat tire amusing uh, beforehand. Uh, Jenny wanted to leave the nail in and not pull out from the, uh, from the, the, the tire there. Story of life.
2: That would be funny if Heli like, if and Blair did it, because it would be like trying to apply, you know, real-life actual injury knowledge to a tire. You know, because like, if, if you get like shot over an arrow or get stabbed or something, you need, to leave the, you need to leave the offending object in. so
0: You have failed this city. Not that type of arrow. <laughs> oh, oh okay. well
1: played, Michael. Well played.
0: So Matt and Ashley, Yuta and Jaylani and Jenny because they ditched them in Thailand. And uh, Laura and Tyler decide to U-turn Ali and Steve instead of their other choice of Blair and Hayley. And teams must now head to the pit stop, which is the Gornacontus Oasis. Uh, Along the way, they must pick up one of four animals, a donkey, a camel, a zebra, or an oryx, and bring it with them to the pit stop. The last team to check in here may
1: be eliminated. And Phil Kogan has stubble this episode. Stubble. We rarely see him with stubble.
0: Phil probably stayed in the tent as well and probably didn't have a chance to shave.
1: I think he's just embracing the stubbleness. You know, if he's not wearing turtlenecks, he's got to find some other gig uh, to uh, occur visually for him.
2: To be fair, they did film this in No Shave November. (laughs) That's true. That seems like a needlessly long phrase for what you can call Movember.
0: Well, No Shave November is not just having a tash, but also completely not shaving for the entire month of November. That's that's what Movember means. No, Movember is just cultivating
1: a moustache.
2: Maybe in your weird country, but over here it just means don't shave. Well, otherwise it'd be called No Shave November instead of Movember.
1: I have to agree with Michael on this one. Sorry, Ben,
2: you're weird. Australia is the normal one because over here, over here, the month the month where you do not shave at all is called Movember. Ben, I don't think Australia has ever been the normal one. I'm sorry. Hey, we escaped from you. So, episodes where we're not stuck in the 1940s, we don't refer to mustaches as Moe's. unlike England. You were banished from us. Make no bones about it. No, I, I, think, I think we succeeded from you. There's like a, a document about it. There's like, there's like a document and everything. Barely anyone went to Australia through choice, but I'm sorry. It was mainly from stealing loaves
0: of bread. So it was Laura, Tyler, and the zebra who came in first. And they win a trip to Queenstown in New Zealand with a real skydive.
1: And the zebra nearly killed uh, Tyler, but it stopped the last second there. Just uh, It just helped him uh, pick up the pace a bit.
0: Yeah, all the animals in this pit stop were... The same one, so that zebra actually was Ma- uh, Mike and Michelle's one as well.
2: It was pretty obvious they'd chosen just so they give the racist grief, right? We're not, we're not going to disagree with that? Oh, absolutely. What else is the point of having an animal come with them to
0: the pit stop? It's not for aesthetics.
2: It would have been better if like, um, the first team had a lot of gazelle there, and then the team behind them had a lot of lion there, and then the team behind them would leave, would leave a poacher and camouflage behind them.
0: <laughs> what it should have been is The first team had the most inconvenient animal So they just had like a scorpion or a sloth So something that was not going to move very quickly Ali and Steve got like
2: the zebra where it would move fast Yeah but you you can pick up a scorpion and a sloth They're like tiny animals Yeah but you'd have to have a collar on them Because that's kind of the point
1: Yeah, collar and a leash
2: But You just, dra- you just drag both of them They're not very heavy animals I mean zebras and camels and gazelles are But not a scorpion and a sloth
0: they get tian and Which animal
2: would you have picked? Just out of interest. Donkey? Yeah, I think Donkey. Donkey was probably the best option.
1: Are both of you Mark Curry?
2: Sorry, I was just doing, I was just doing my Gordon Ramsay impression. I was attacking the gazelle.
0: But yeah, donkeys are by far the most docile animal of those four. And, you know, you can ride them if you want to. They tend to be reasonably quick.
2: <laughs> Unless you're like <laughs> time and big easy. Well, yeah. Or Aryan Steyler. Yeah. Kick
0: your ass! It looked like they were well they were allowed to switch animals as well, so if you got a horrible donkey, you could just switch to an oryx, I suppose, because that seemed like the second easiest animal to deal with. The hell is an oryx? The oryx is the antelope one that Matt and Ashley had. The thing with giant horns? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a gazelle. No, it's an oryx. Oryx was the name they gave it. I thought an antelope was a melon. That's no, a cantaloupe. <laughs>
1: Ariks, isn't that, uh you know, Bl- the Blair and Haley's favorite animal, you know? Uh Ariks uh, for love, you know? That, that would have been the hashtag used.
0: Maybe that can be one you can use when tweeting out the link to this podcast logo.
1: I feel the need to point out that train that we kept seeing throughout the second half of the episode there. It was like a train <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in the desert. It felt like the train from Mario Kart 64 in the, what was it, the, the Kawahari Desert course, whatever the crap it's called in Mario Kart 64. That's what it felt like. The really annoying one from Mario Kart 7 that I hate
0: riding on. Until you get a star. So Matt and Ashley and their Oryx uh, came in second. Blair and Haley and their camel in third. And then we get to see Mike getting repeatedly beaten up by a, a zebra, which is nice.
1: It was such an Amazing Race Asia 3 moment there. Like I'm going to probably do a side-by-side screen cap comparison between when Mike was being dragged by the zebra and when uh, Sam was being dragged by the camel.
2: Maybe, maybe in Netherlands we'll have a cycle crash
1: And then, yes, and then at the end there'll just be uh, Bane uh, in the cycle crash yes.
0: Well, I mean, we did actually predict last week that there would be a cycle
2: task in the Netherlands, so that's another tick for us. Yeah, but that's like predicting there'll be a gross food task in, in Southeast Asia.
0: Yeah, I don't think we actually had a, um, a bike task last time they went to Holland. I don't think we had one in 21.
2: Yeah, we had the bus going through the water and recreating a painting... And the organ on the bridges as well. And the switchback. Was that the second ever switchback or the third ever switchback? Oh, the third ever switchback, yeah.
0: And also the amazing U-turn logic that should have got rid of the U-turn. So, you know, it's got quite high hopes for next week.
2: It only works if you have have an alliance of three or more, though.
0: Yeah, but that should have really broken the U-turn. They should have never brought the U-turn back after that.
2: And it also only works in those very specific circumstances that there were later in that episode, so... I can't see that ever happening again. Possibly just make it stand out more. If, it, if it's around for longer, it just makes it stand out more as the whole revolutionary thing. Yeah, we need a new twist like the U-turn or the yield, though, don't we? Can't think of anything that will affect the race,
0: though. I'd be perfectly happy with a must-vote U-turn, or just bringing back yields more regularly, which I know Logan advocated on Reddit last week. Uh, so, Jelani and Jenny check in fourth with their camel. David. Mike and Michelle and their donkey, after they got rid of the zebra, were in fifth. And Ali and Steve were still last with their camel, and this time they're eliminated. The camel has a
1: better sense of direction than Steve's compass.
0: And also, do we think we're going to get a third U-turn this this season? Because they seem to be setting up Giuliani and Jenny doing a revenge U-turn on Matt and Ashley. It might be,
2: um, how many legs are going to be on the, in this season?
1: There's four. four more to go.
2: So it's very possible that next week could be another non-elimination and there could be another U-turn after that. Because I can't see there being two two legs of two U-turns in a row.
0: It has happened only once before. It happened in season 19. The, like seven and eight were both um, U-turn legs. But I don't think we are gonna get one next week. I think leg like, 10 actually might end up being a U-turn leg and Jelani and Jenny might get the last laugh on Matt and Ashley.
2: What if they repeat the la- the thing from last season where they have four legs, four people racing in the final leg? I think if they do that,
0: they have to do it this season because the element of surprise will still be there because when they were racing, they hadn't seen that leg yet. And also, I don't think they'd still have the same structure. I don't think they'd have a non-elimination in leg 10 and then a surprise keep on racing in leg 11. I think if it was going to happen, non-elimination would be next week. I agree. Elimination in leg 10 and then surprise non-elimination again in leg 11 would be my suspicion.
1: Yeah, I was going to touch upon that, too, where I was thinking that they're probably going to do a Final Four at the end again here, where I'm thinking Leg 9's probably non-elimination. Leg 10, we'll see the fifth-place team go. Leg 11 will be the Final Four, non-elimination. Sort of like in Survivor with the Final Three there, how they had to have Cook Islands and Fiji both be at Final Three because it was a huge surprise. So with the race here, they can pull that off again with Leg 11 being the surprise non-elimination. And then, like, 12, they may, may just have all four teams run to the finish line. Who knows?
0: I think that after this season, if they do do it again, it'll be hibernated for a while. Because they won't be able to do it for 27. No. And it, it's looking increasingly likely that twenty seven is going to
1: happen now, can I just point out?
0: Why do you say that? I noticed on Wikipedia that it's been updated to, say, one upcoming season. But also, I think the ratings are pretty much holding up on Fridays.
1: Wasn't last week's the lowest it's been, though? All season long, like... The absolute worst ratings they've ever had. That's what I read.
0: I think it's still doing decently on Fridays, though. I think it's doing better than they expected it to do on Fridays.
2: For sure that they, they abandoned it in the Friday Night Death slot, it's doing pretty well.
0: It could be a lot worse.
2: That's generally describing everything past, everything past All-Stars. Or, all, quote, All-Stars, unquote. I mean, like... You know, 25 and 26 are both been pretty huge successes.
0: 26 is a lot better than we expected it to be, and 25 was awesome.
1: I love how uneventful this double U-turn was. It was the pro- probably out of all the double U-turns I've seen, this is probably the least interesting one I've seen in a. In a long time, if ever.
0: I love how completely uneventful this entire double leg basically was. I see why they did a double episode here, because not much changed, especially in the shake-ups.
1: Two new teams did finish in first place.
0: Yeah, but I mean, of the actual placements, the bottom three were exactly the same in both legs. Bottom four. And then the, there was one change, which was Lauren Tyler and Matt and Ashley swapping.
1: Yeah, I can see. I can see that reason. I think Namibia was still a pretty cool location to see.
0: Oh, it's cool, but... I see why they did the double episode here rather than you know earlier or later. Because I mean we have got two legs in Peru coming up, so they could have actually done it there or even done the last leg in Peru and the finale together. So there's obviously a reason they did it today or this week. So yeah, who do we think is going to win
2: now? I'm hoping Mike Rochelle, but I'm thinking I'm thinking Haley and Blair actually. I thought it over during the episode. I want Mike and Rochelle or Haley and Blair. But I think it will be Haley and Blair.
1: I'm the only one that disagrees with either of you. I mean, I do want Mike and Rochelle or Haley and Blair to win. But uh, I think uh, I think Risha is going to come back through <laughs> the first five KFC twist, And uh, her, her and Neha are going to come back and they're going to take this. No, but seriously, I think that the storyline, I'm just thinking that Tyler and Laura are going are gonna to take it. Or finish second. but But I think they'll take it.
0: And who do we think is going to be the next team eliminated? I think we're all pretty unanimous on it being non elimination next week.
2: Matt and Ashley's next.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm getting the feeling it's going to be Matt and Ashley being U-turned out the race by Jay Lani and Jenny because you know poetic justice. Because they wouldn't show the scene of Jenny saying at the end of the leg, like, "If there's another U-turn, I'm going to kill them." If it didn't happen
2: before the three-week break, there was a scene of them like at stalls. I think so. I think that I think they make it to Peru. So uh, potatoes, potatoes. Yeah. So wh- where is that? Peru?
0: That's in Peru, yeah. It's the first leg in Peru.
2: So it's Netherlands, Peru, Peru, and America? Dallas, yeah. They've confirmed Dallas now.
0: But also, they lied to us pre-season. They said it was only eight countries. It's nine. Because it's the US, then Japan, then Thailand, Germany, France, Monaco, Namibia, Netherlands, Peru. And I'm quite impressed I managed to do that off the top of my head.
2: Maybe they just counted like, France and Monaco as one country. So, anything else
0: to add from this double leg?
1: All teams remaining have won a leg of the race. Yes,
0: and... I believe Israel 4 still has the record. It set the record at the top seven all winning a leg. Yeah, but they also, they had 14 teams, so that's a bit of an advantage. Yeah, as well as um, the 10th place team also won a leg that season. I'm not sure what the record is for a standard 11 team race. But I guess probably six, which is this season and has happened a couple of times before.
2: I know that um, Israel 4 also holds the record for the shortest trip, shortest trip for a team.
1: I think Eric and Lisa's trip was still shorter because they were eliminated at the starting line, and then from there they just drove home, which was six blocks away.
0: They didn't have a very good time, that team.
1: Not numero uno.
0: But yeah, it, Israel has the record of nine different teams win, in 11 legs winning uh, first places. But yeah, I'm not sure what the record is for a standard 11-team season, but I think six. I don't think any 11-team season has ever got seven.
1: Kurt and Bergen won a leg, too. Jeff and
0: Bracky are actually the highest-placed team who didn't win a leg.
1: And they were so close on the first leg, if they could just find that dang parking space and not choke, then we'd have had eight teams and eight legs.
0: So, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back for more Amazing Race goodness next week. If you enjoyed the show, and even if you didn't, please give us a like on the YouTube video. And if you want to see what we're rambling about this week and abusing John Montgomery with, uh, our Twitters are in the description down below. And if you've not heard Ben and Michelle's interview with everyone's favourite Kiwi team, Cat and Jesse, the link is down there too. Thanks again, and
2: see you next week. Bye! Peace. Hashtag 250. Hashtag awkward.